This is The Great Equalizer, a parenting podcast about the realities of being a mom or dad in modern Josie. We are your hosts, Sam and Charlene, and we believe we're all rocking the same kind of crazy. So let's get real, let's get honest, and let's have a laugh about the ups and downs of our current upside down. Hashtag no judges. This week on The Great Equalizer, Sam had a birthday. Charlene seems to have shit under control. And we chat about how we're doing things differently this year with 2020 vision. That's so cheeseball. That was your idea. (laughs) Hello. Hello. Happy New Year. Happy birthday. All of the things. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, man. I'm super excited to, to be back. Yes, it was a nice break. I feel like I had a bit of a break. Mm. I didn't feel ready for this year, but now that I'm in it, I feel like I'm okay. I officially got back from holiday last week, Wednesday, so mid-January on like the 15th. You use the term holiday loosely, don't you? (laughs) I officially got back from parenting in another location. Exactly. (laughs) Um, And Thursday and Friday, I spent just like wrapping my head around stuff, you know, getting Back home, Ray was away. Surprise! Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> he was at the Dakar Rally and um, in Saudi Arabia and only got back on Saturday night late. And so I was just at home. I felt like I was ambling, but I was busy from beginning to end. It was Elijah's first couple of days at school and I, I, I didn't do any. I, I can't tell you what I did, but I did the things. You got through all of it yeah, and your and so kid was dressed and went off to school and here we are yeah. back in it again. Officially work started for me yesterday. Nice. Um, so like, I mean, I think we did this last year. We started the year in Feb. Yes. I, I vote we need to do that every year. Because January is a fucking write-off. It is. And we said that last year. We did. <laughs> I remember this. But tell it's me chaos. now, are you feeling older now that you've had another you know, birthday <laughs> i very publicly mentioned that i am 33 years old and i say it proudly oh i remember being 33 <laughs> mm. so i was explaining to my kids um oh, to my kids to my friends i have one kid and i wasn't explaining <laughs> it to him i was explaining it to my friends how i'm maybe this will change as i get older but I have yet to have a birthday where I go, fuck, I'm old. What have I done with my life? <laughs> It'll come. It'll come. I, I said the do. same thing at 33. <laughs> really? That you were just like, I'm quite happy to be here. Yes. I'm still happy to be here, folks. Yes. Now, I'm also still happy to be here, but it's set in. I, it, okay. the, every year the with my birthday, I'm like, oh, my goodness. I'm getting too doing? old. Yeah. <laughs> I'm. I'm happy right now. Good. I'm sure. Good. How so, are you bumming at momming while you're this happy? Well, I mean, it was a fuck long holiday. <laughs> I I wanted to kill myself at one point. Listen, that's probably not the right thing to say, but <laughs> but insensitive for people who have issues with that. But it was rough. It was super rough. And you know what? I, I noticed like uh, other moms bringing their kids, you know, to school with, Elijah, um, they also just looked haggard and broken. Like yeah, they, they kicked our asses. I got my ass solidly kicked by my kids this, this other, holiday. Other moms were just like really dying inside. And yet there were the moms 
that I mean, we had a poll on Instagram saying, you know, I want more you, time. Do you want more time or don't you? Funny, Charlene, my husband, your husband voted. Mm-hmm. He wants more time. You voted. <laughs> I can't fucking wait for this. Obviously, to end. <laughs> obviously, he wants more time. He doesn't do fucking shit compared to what I have to do with the kids. <laughs> that was so funny for me. Um. <laughs> There were moms. It was like a clean 50-50. There were moms that were looking for more time. But I have to say, of the moms that I knew, some like there are a lot that I don't know personally, but of the moms that I knew, a lot of them, um, it was their first Christmas with their babies. Oh, yes. So I don't want to like disillusion you all. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just I'm just saying that that was a... Mm. note that I'm an observation that I made yes because yeah it's understandable that you do feel when your baby's so little that time's just going too fast and you see them develop I still feel like that with Josh but now he's a back chatting witty little shit whom I'm quite happy to spend some time away from (laughs) so I mean I think I think we're all bombing at mom I I must agree well done to all of us for surviving the festive season. Okay, before I get to my bombing at mommings, there is an observation that made me feel better about myself. Yes. And that's that note that our summer holidays also fall over Christmas break, in which, and we discussed this in our festive burnout episode, yes, yes. we have to do all the things yes, and make all the memories mm. and um, cook all the food and serve all the guests. I was... Um, it was Elijah's birthday, uh, beginning of this. I was chatting to you about it. Mm. I was cutting up a cheese platter and putting it out. And I looked at you and I said, I haven't stopped doing this for a month. Yes. This is all I've been doing is cutting up fruit and vegetables and laying it on a goddamn platter. That is what I did my whole December. Entertaining and serving food. And, and for the most part, I really love it. But not when you're doing it every single day. And sure, I saw friends and I saw family and I... I am exhausted and I'm and even one of my kidless friends was telling me like I think we need to arrange a once a year holiday that the that is catered. Yeah, so you someone doesn't have to do the work. You if, just pay money when you have it, which is another joke. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You just once pay money to <laughs> this um resort or whatever and you arrive and someone drives you around and makes sure you're fed. Mm. And offers you drinks all day long. Exactly. That's what I need. Mm. And surprise, surprise, Elijah's not invited to that vacation. So. <laughs> Sorry, dude. I feel your pain. Okay, let me let me elaborate on how I'm winning um, in vacationing and how I won in vacationing, you know, parenting in another location, I suppose, is what I'm saying. And that's that I did it for the most part Again, by myself, Poiret, on New Year's Day, had to fly out mm. um, and leave me at the accommodation we were at. Um, and Elijah just became super, super clingy. And then he's around other kids and whatever. So at, at one or other point, oh, this is my bad mom moment. Oh, we'll start with the let bad me, mom let moment. Let me start then. with that. That's fine. At one or other point, he started screaming, which is not like him. But like, and he wasn't screaming... He was screaming just because he couldn't get his way and he was trying out to see what would happen. He wasn't genuinely like uber upset. Mm. He was just like, let me test this. I could see it as a clear boundary test. And he was riding up front with me in my car while we were in this accommodation space. So it was like you're driving 30 kilometers an hour. There's no traffic. 
till we get to the main gate, then he moves into his car seat. Mm. And the last, very last time he was doing that, I tried to move into his car seat and, and he started screaming. And I put on a very good show that the security guard was accosting me because my child is screaming and am I hurting him? <laughs> and I said to Elijah, you must understand that if you scream like that, people think mommy's hurting you and that I'm not a good mommy. And if it gets bad enough, they'll take you away. Oh boy. And then what? <laughs> oh shit. He's, he got into his car seat, Mom, mommy, quick, quick, let's drive away, <laughs> let's drive away. And now he mentions it. You guilted your child into submission. I did. And it worked. I can't say that I wouldn't do the same. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a really bad thing because he also doesn't understand that it's good people taking him away. So he, when he repeats the story, and I do correct him, he repeats the story and says, um, Mommy, if I scream like that, are the bad men going to take me away? And I said, it's not bad men, it's policemen. They think mommy's bad. So don't scream like that if you're not in danger. <laughs> and it's worked and whatever, I'm running with it. Good for you. I must, when I get to my b uh, bad mom moment, it's actually ridiculously similar. But anyway, <laughs> carry on. Um, oh, this is, like Naf said, our beloved Phoebe, mm. our, our mascot, oh. passed away while I was on holiday. I'm going to miss her so much. I already miss her a lot. I'm sure. I mean, she lives in empty. your home. Yeah. She, I mean, it was just one of those things. What she was a cool old. cat she was. It was neurological, it seems. Is she it? She had, uh, like, a car didn't hit her, or she wasn't poisoned, or nothing specific happened. She had a seizure or something, mm. and our cat sitter found her. Mm. Had been there that morning. She was fine. Went there in the afternoon, and, and she wasn't fine. And I was away, and I had to manage that. And just in that's all. Um, that's all I need to really say, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's I mean, it's tough, and Elijah doesn't quite get it, and I had to break mm. the news and whatever. And that's just so navigating a first death in my son's life, really. Yeah, and um, also an a like a, a pet in your household that you're gonna really miss and be heart sore over so you got to cope with your emotions as well as yeah. try and educate your child on what has actually happened and and also you can't really be sad I or fall break down yeah. or fall apart because there's no other parent to hold it together for elijah it's yeah. just you so yeah well done my friend so again with that and and i think with ray being away and us being in so many different locations over this past december mm -hmm. um and his age, Elijah's become very fearful. Mm. The things that go bump in the night, the mm. monsters, dragons, um, funny noises, mm. anything and everything. He is legit scared. He's realizing that, yeah, there is, this whole world isn't as safe and you're not living in a little bubble. Yeah. So I've got two bombing at mommings and mm -hmm. the one is Phoebe and the other one is, is this, that we were having a discussion and he asked me, is Batman a goodie or a baddie? Mm-hmm. And I said, of course he's a goodie. And he talks like this. <laughs> and I and I like played around with it and he's like, but mommy, that sounds scary. I said, no, Elijah. <laughs> I look after you at night. <laughs> <laughs> and when I see the monsters, <laughs> I make sure that they run away. I go, ba 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 And I like show me punching the monsters away. And um and I protect you. And then I see your mommy's there and that you're fine. Uh, and then I leave. Until I need to check up on you again. <laughs> so I was bad. I was playing Batman, and I managed to convince him Batman's a, a goodie. Yes. 
And um, the next day he asked to watch videos of Batman saving people and I showed him. And I thought, maybe let me get him a small figurine Mm -hmm. of Batman and put it next to his bed so that when he wakes up and he gets so anxious, he can just look and see Batman is protecting him. Yes. Like he protects all civilians. Yes. And I found these little figurines of him and Batgirl and the Flash. And um, I wrote him a letter from Batman. And now (laughs) both are next to his bed. And I thought that was quite a winning mom moment. Listen, when you told me that, (laughs) I was like, you bitch. How do you think of these things? It is so brilliant. And I could kick my own ass for not thinking of it because... Part of my bad mom moment relates to Josh being fearful and scared as well. Okay, what did you do? Because you scared the crap out of him. Let's move on to you, to your bad mom moment. So, well, well done on Thank that. You. And I actually want to borrow your idea, if I may. I'll it. use a different I'll character. Send you the template. But I really, I really <laughs> need help here. Because when we were uh, in the shops, uh, Rhett was working quite a lot over December as well. And from early January. So, I had both the kids by myself. And we went shopping and it was just before school started to get the last few bits and bobs that we needed. And they were running in the pick and pay clothing section and hiding behind the clothes. Josh loves to play hide and seek behind the clothes. But I've become so nervous because you don't realize how long you take your eyes off of your kids in the shop. And there was this video circulating over December about the lady paying at the till. Yes. And when she looked back, her kid had been removed yes. from the trolley. So you think they're close by, but they're not. And that's when they're in the trolley and they were running amok. They refused to be in the trolley. And obviously I wasn't concentrating, so they ran and I couldn't find them. And in a moment of panic, I started shouting, Joshua, where are you? But obviously they're hiding, so now they're keeping very quiet behind the clothes. And here's me like flicking clothes rails open to try and find them. And I find him and in a sense of relief, I just start shouting like, don't do that, don't do that to me, in the middle of the shop. And Josh is totally scared, Jesse thinks it's hilarious, she's laughing. And then she asked, he asked, why, mommy, we're just playing hide and seek. So I said to him, because there are people who take children. They take children and they'll take you away from me, both you and Jesse. You have to always be close to me where I can feel you. So he's like, but mommy, I didn't see a thief. I said um, to him, he obviously thinks that thieves look a certain way. Yeah, so that they're like cloaked in black and or something. Like got their balaclavas on. So I <laughs> went down onto my haunches and I looked him in the eye. I said to him, Joshi, you need to help mommy protect Jess and you can't encourage her to hide from me. You need to show her that we need to stay close to mommy. And the thieves that you think will take you, they don't look like you think they do. They look like your friend. They look like normal people. They look like you and me. Anybody could be a thief who take children. That's why you have to be careful. I mean, you're not wrong, Charlene. But it's a bit much for a four-year-old to handle because I'm like crushing his whole damn world here. Like everyone now is a suspect. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So now all of a sudden he he thinks he's safe because mom's here and mom's in a panic. So shit's going down, yes. you know? And so that, I thought nothing of it, but from that night, it's been weeks now where he is just not sleeping. He needs to, and I said to him, I need to feel you. I need to always feel you. Now at night when he goes to sleep, he's like, mommy, you need to feel you. you." He needs to feel me. So when I eventually get up and I go sleep in my bed, he wakes up, he can't feel me. 
then there's Charlene tracking off back to his bedroom. So he's so scared now and he's scared of everything. And now I think I need to find him something like Batman. He loves Spider-Man, so maybe I'll do it with Spider-Man. Get a, yeah, get a Spidey and make it from... Buy yeah. him a nice Spider-Man and put him there. And, mm. But also I discussed it with our psychologist and he said it's fine because it, it is normal. You have to teach your kids the, the kids the truth. But what you just need to understand is that he in in his mind everything's safe because mom is cool but now mom had a wobble when mom was panicked yeah and mom if mom is scared then i'm totally in trouble yeah so i just need to reassure him that it's okay as long as mom and dad are near you and you're close to us you'll still be safe it's just that we have to be vigilant and i'm sure parents across the world deal with this but i'm also, this is what's so unique about bringing children up in South Africa. We can't live in a bubble. It can't always be sunshine and rain. And you can't pretend that for their own safety, you ca- you want to protect your child from the scariness, but you can't pretend that it doesn't exist. Yes. So, so it's I, a hard one for me. I think I made a boo-boo tough. there. but I don't know if you did. I personally don't don't think you did. It's crazy how you think you are, you don't realize that you could potentially, the pressure of not wanting to damage your kid, but, but you unbeknownst have to, to you, you're doing it. Look, in growing up, right, whether they're three, four, five, or they learn things at 10, 11, 12, they have to go through a period of learning that there is good and evil in the world. Mm, yeah. And I, I was thinking about it because Elijah hasn't... Um, played with superheroes or he's not like a spider-man fan or he's not he just happens to have a washcloth with spider-man on it and that's why he started asking me and when i started talking like batman not Mm. spider-man batman Batman, yeah um that's when i started talking and telling him more about it so he's never really been he's more a paw patrol Peppa Mm. pig kind of but i mean kids still josh josh doesn't watch spider-man or batman or those things because there is there's, it's a bit violence and, yes. and like there's hitting and punching and shooting and stuff. Yes. So in due time, sure. But so Elijah has never been that way. But I was thinking to myself, how did these things come about? Maybe in helping people cope with the fact that they are good people mm. and bad people. And, you know, it's like a, it's, you live your, your situations out in, in fantasy, mm, right? Mm. So, I don't know. Maybe it it would it will help us. I hope so. I'm definitely going to do this later, and hopefully he, we're getting a little bit better. And since I've been implementing what the psychologist has suggested, it is really helping. It does mean that I sleep with him for a long stretch of the night, just holding on to him, and I constantly reassure him that he's safe and that nothing can hurt him and that kind of thing. But oddly enough, he doesn't think that dad can protect him. He's just like no. I'm safe when I'm with mom. So <laughs> it's obviously still an age thing. Red's like totally offended by this. He's like, Dude, can I not protect do you? Do you even know how <laughs> shit scared your mom is of everything? Yeah. Yeah. He obviously doesn't tell him that, but that's the conversation we had. I think with my, for my bombing at momming, yes. I feel like things are under control for now, long may it last. I mean, we don't have a domestic, full-time domestic helper anymore um, because our nanny used to do domestic work and look after Jess, but Jess is off to school. And yes, that's actually a, That's actually a big thing, which I suppose I should include in my bombing at bombing because I'm not falling apart yet. But she's. She, it hasn't been the easiest transition. She's battling a bit. Um, oddly enough, not with separation, but when I pick her up in the afternoon, she sees me and she just 
comes apart. She just falls apart when she lays her eyes on me. I think this happens that it's very overwhelming for them. And it's almost, I get the sense that she's almost like, I was a brave girl the whole day. And now... And I wasn't sure if my mom was coming back, but now that I see her, thank God I'm okay. You know, I thought you were never coming back. Thank God you're here, you know. So I'll be brave if I have to, but I guess that's that. I won't see my mom. I just get this. It makes me so sad because she obviously feels like... Well, that's that. That's I'll, that. I'll never that was see my nice. mum again. That was that's nice, it. yeah. And then I she, like that lady. she sees me in the afternoon and she's like, oh, thank God, you're <laughs> not gone. And then tomorrow the same thing happens and the same thing happens. I, I hope eventually she'll realise, okay, you're she's going to keep coming back. And she's going to love school so much that she's going to be like, mom, I don't want to go now. And that's going to be a fight. So I hope so. It's going mean, to happen. It's early days. By the end of this week, I think we'll be better. Well, well done for managing that and managing like a, a family transition. Yeah, also, it's quite because now I've got to do housework it's mm. it's got to be part of my priority list before i could think about work and the kids and what i needed to do and then the nanny would handle the housekeeping right but now that's something on my list as well so it, i think i'm gonna let's talk again in march i think i'm gonna be in a well, different place yeah <laughs> i i also think and I, I feel a little bit uh the same that things are under control but this is how we're supposed to be feeling in january mm. right we know yeah. We're not supposed to be feeling like we're coming Yeah, I think if you're feeling like you're falling apart now, you're in shit because you've got a whole year to go. So (laughs) maybe we're just lying to ourselves and telling ourselves we're okay. Look, um, coming off our bad mom moments every week, bombing at mommings be damned, (laughs) we normally venture into our main discussion topic, which in my opinion is just an extension of our bitching. (laughs) Right. Uh, Although, hold on a minute. We Mm. have covered some informative and meaty topics, Sam, need I remind you. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've just had water safety. True. With Ragnet. Like we covered divorce with Philippa. We chatted about burnout with Michelle Pitt and the fourth trimester with Jenny Spiro. We also spoke about essential oils with Ashley Murphy. And we've, we've done some really meaty, helpful things here. You're right. You're right. I'm selling us shorts. You are indeed. I think we're better than I thought. <laughs> I think so too. <laughs> okay, then. Well, maybe the same can be applied to our performance as moms. Yes, exactly. We're always better than we think we are. Exactly. Let's look back then for the sake of looking ahead with more clarity into the year 2020. Please remember, what we say on this podcast can only be considered the gospel on planets Sam and Charlene, respectively. Our kids and husbands can be assholes and angels at the same time. And only we're allowed to say so. And lastly, by virtue of the fact that we are women and it comes naturally to us, we reserve the right to change our minds and or contradict ourselves whenever we so choose. And we don't want to hear a damn thing about it. Hashtag no judges. So, Mm. I thought we'd spend um, the very first episode of the year looking back at last year because we've had a whole other year of parenting and I feel like with kids and especially the younger ones, so we've still got toddlers, let's remind our listeners, Josh is? He'll be four on Monday, this coming Mm. Monday, yes. Uh, Elijah is he, he has just turned three he had a birth at the beginning of Jan and Jess is yeah so Jess at, in December turned two so those are our kids and I think as I mean in this last year 2019 to 2020 Elijah learned to talk mm. he's his own like that was a huge thing for me that when I look at videos of him last year this time He's still a baby, and mm. the baby is now out. Mm. He's a kid now, you know? So 
I feel like it's so important to look back and see how things have changed for us as moms. Mm. So I guess it's a very airy-fairy. We're not talking water safety. We're not talking about anything specific. But we're looking back and taking stock, I suppose. Mm. Let's take stock here. So funny because I want to bring up a voice note that you sent me last year. <laughs> and think about the space you were in last year as well. Yes. And at <laughs> the time of year that I sent you that message, I'm actually a little bit nervous <laughs> And <laughs> we're talking about this. Well, you know, it touches on our very first episode where we spoke about identity. Mm. And so I think it's quite poignant in looking back and looking at how we've grown as moms mm. and parents um, to look at where we've come from where we've come from mm. in that very first episode but uh, let me take you back to this voice note from early december i have had a thought about uh content but i'm not sure how we would make it work i just keep thinking about the former me like i I, I have these thoughts every now and again. Please excuse the noise in the background. That is my toddler who refuses to stop blowing a whistle that I didn't want to buy him in the first place. But I got threatened with, if you don't buy it for me, I will cry all the way home. Anyway. Um, and despite the fact that I don't negotiate with terrorists, I didn't have it in me to, to get into that argument or that... Um, Mexican stand off or whatever you call it anyway I keep thinking about things I never do anymore I used to I used to listen to music a lot I used to sing all the time I used to watch movies a lot I used to take long baths I used to color in pictures, I used to do color in books, I used to try out new restaurants, I used to do a lot more stuff and those things made me happy and I don't do those things anymore and I there's got to be other women who feel like that. Um, so I used to go dancing a lot of stuff I used to do I was a different person then and I miss that some parts of that person it's weird because I want to keep some of that some parts of that person but also keep some parts of this person but I guess you can't have your cake and eat it something that weighs on my heart and I felt like talking about it but I don't know if that's worth an episode or what you think but I just thought if that's the way I feel, there's got to be other people who feel that way. Like, I miss my former self to a degree. I have to just, I have to just it's laugh so poetic. It's so poetic. Babe, <laughs> right at like, the end. I was like, it is worth an episode. Let me go back to the voice note so I can like bullet point the discussion <laughs> topics. And then I heard the voice note. I was like, I have to play it. I have to because. Because oh God. this is life now. This is life. You having this deep epiphany. <laughs> and I've got this fucking whistle in the background that is the most annoying thing ever. I hate annoying sounds. This is my life right now. I'm like, I'm trying to be introspective. And this kid is like, me. 
Man. And it's like obnoxious. Yeah, it's like, obnoxious. And then it's like the most like poignant <laughs> moment is this like meh in the background. <laughs> oh shit. That so, was Oh, that made my day. <laughs> I mean I had when I when I listened to it again, I was like there was this mix of like shame, Charlene, yes, you're going through things. <laughs> and then you just want to laugh background. And I'm sure when I was listening, I remember driving in the car, um, listening to it. And thinking, shame, yes. And I, I didn't even notice because I was so in it as well. I didn't even notice the damn whistle. whistle. Until like I've gotten back from holiday. It's been a while since you and I have really sat down and talked. <laughs> yeah. It's that damn whistle. And I was like, <laughs> yep, that's what we're getting back into. That's that's that. And so, look, you know, I, I mentioned that this keys in nicely with our our very first episode where we spoke about a loss of identity. You had a, I think Josh was turning two, mm. and Jess was turning, or Josh, Josh, no, Josh yeah. was turning three, and Jess was turning one soon, yes. or that year. Yeah. Jess was still a baby. Yes. She, um, it was like June. Mm. And yeah, so that was that. And so the, the and Elijah was 17 months. Mm. I was still breastfeeding. And we were in very different places then. And I was desperately trying to find myself at that stage again. I was, I feel, Sam then, not that I've developed, but just it's just like different periods that I, I mean, I don't have a second kid and all of that. So I feel like I was then where you are now or in that voice note. And I asked us two questions on that first day. And that was, who are you? as you sit here now, mm. and who were you? So you want to start with with the old Charlene. Mm. You, you touched on it in the voice note. But yeah, I mean, I listed all those things that I used to do, but I, I think the old Charlene, <clears throat> excuse me, was probably just someone who was a lot more carefree than what I am these days. And I... I I was a lot of things then that I'm not now, and I'm a lot of things now that I'm I wasn't then, which I appreciate more, and that's why I try and say uh, there's bits of both that I want to hang on to because I I like that about who I was, and I like this about who I am now, but I am just for the most part just always trying to be responsible. I feel like I I don't get to be as carefree as I used to be and the weight is there yes I feel like I'm always and it's because I am there is always a weight in motherhood that you're carrying I mean aside from the fact that I used to sing a lot and listen to music all the time and and I can't listen to music if I play a song Josh is like no that's not my favorite song I want to listen to Billy Ray Cyrus I can't enjoy uh, a hit that's coming up now because oh Josh mom loves this song listen to it I don't like it and then he spoils it for you as you're driving and then because, he, because they I, complain the whole it time. It wouldn't have bothered him if I had just listened to it by myself. But because I got carefree for a moment and mm. I was excited about wanting to break out into song. He blew the whistle on you. He's like, he shuts it down. Yeah. And then and Jessie's also started now because she's talking a lot. And she's just like, no, mommy, me no like it, this song. And I'm just like, well, fuck the both of you. Yeah. I want to listen, <laughs> you know. So, and I, 
so yeah, we used to go dancing, and now I feel like I'm at a point with Red in our relationship where he is becoming. He's always been a bit of more of a homebody, but before kids, we did a lot more carefree things. He would indulge you, yes, and because we were we were young and we had no res- real worries or responsibilities, and. Now he's providing for a family and he, he carries that weight. You know, I'm responsible for the kids and I do work part-time, but I, I mean, I don't and work come a corp- weekends, he's up at four in the morning. Yes, I don't work a corporate job. So mm-hmm. he's trying to indulge me still, but he, in our relationship, he often says, like, I feel like I've become so boring. Like, I feel like you find me really boring. And I suppose to a degree I do sometimes find him a little bit boring because, but then he Why must... Why do you want to stay at home? We... We're without the kids tonight. Can we just go out? And here's the thing. He must find me really boring when we have the kids, when he wants to be all carefree and funny, and I'm like the shit needs to get done sure. kind of person, yeah. you know? Yeah. So that I think I was a lot more carefree then than I am now, and I think it's just... It a, makes sense. It's just a product of the situation because if, if someone doesn't think about everything, who the fuck is going to do it? Yeah. There's things you constantly have to think about it's not just an outing to we're going to family or we're going to do this or that because did I, the kids have a runny nose. Did I pack the, the cowpole? Do I have the this? Do I have the that? Uh, in case they get a temperature, did I take the the thermometer, you know? Yes. And Red helps packs the bags, but he, he can't always think of everything. He'll still check with me. Okay, what else do we need? Because two heads are better than one, but that still is a weight to carry. Yes. And uh, it all and is that's the, that's the mother load that we chat mm, about. Yes. So, the, if I look at my then, the the biggest thing for me is my then was more. While my yeah, my then was is a lot is looking a lot more like my current situation. So you're feeling like you I'm are becoming feeling, more yourself again. I'm feeling more myself, <laughs> and that was over the last year that that has happened. Uh, so. Former Sam, like pre-kid Sam, used to run a lot and exercise and healthy eating was a big priority, Mm. Um, where it's a lot more difficult now. And I've kind of merged those two worlds in that, like I had a friend ask me, how's the running going? Are you doing anything, any marathons or even park runs this year? And I said, no, Elijah's got soccer on on a Saturday. And I tried the whole of last year, I was part of a running club, but I didn't get there. Mm. And so, you know what? I'm lowering my standards and lowering my expectations, and I will run around my house, which is max four and a half Ks, and that will be my runs for now. It's a for season, now. and I'm happy with that. And so I think there's been a look at how I've grown, Charlene. This is like I wish I could <laughs> like simultaneously play what you're saying now and what we discussed in that episode. And you're so right if you say you are now probably where I was then, because what you're uttering now is. Where I was, and I, I wanted to encourage you then to say it'll come. It'll come. You'll it's, feel it's like yourself season. again at some point. So, I mean, I, I used to read, and I've started reading again now and really enjoying books. My career was a big priority. I had to, that was a huge transition in becoming who I am now in my work from what I was. Expectations have changed, and I, I spent a lot more time with Ray. Obviously, our relationship has changed. I've, I'm riding the waves, and luckily also with friends. I used to know a lot more about pop culture and like I used to know the actresses and whatever. Now my friends and I will discuss after two years of me bowing out of those discussions. Now we're finally getting back to like, did you see what so-and-so wore to the SAG Awards? And did you see this? And we're discussing it. And 
how I'm saying like I've merged with my former self is I don't know everybody. I can appreciate their dress and then I go, what did she act in? Oh, this show, you know? Mm. And I'll be like, oh, I don't have time to watch that, but I, you know, so merging my old, my old self would have known all the actresses, would have watched all the shows. But you and had now, time. You had time to do that stuff. And I've accepted that. And another thing that I've accepted is, should I fall pregnant again, this my my current self is gonna again fall by the wayside, but it won't fall by the wayside as as much as much. It probably won't be as devastating. That's the thing. It'll yeah. probably be as much, but it will not be such a mush shock to you because you'll be like, okay, I know this. I've survived this. It, it's just just got to get through it. You just yeah. got to like trek through it, and when we get to the other side, we'll be back here again. So with kid two, if and when, um, hindsight becomes crucial mm. in that I never had that hindsight with Elijah. But so there's no I was way you sitting. could. No one can prepare you for that. I can sit here and explain mm. it to somebody who's planning on falling pregnant and they'll be like, okay, I kind of get what you're saying. Once you're in it, you'll be yeah. like, oh, who fuck, am I this now? is what they yeah. were saying. So in, I mean, when was it? Our first recording, June 2018, Elijah, 17 months, me, he's still dependent on me in terms of breastfeeding, never feeling like myself. It's the first time I've been through it. At that point, I was, it was fresh. I had chucked all my clothes away, my pre-kid clothes, going, you know what? I'm never going back to that. I don't mm. know who that person is. I had mm. to, to at one stage WhatsApp my sister and be like, are we tucking shirts in now? Or what's the thing? What's yeah. the deal with like clothes now? Or is it cool now to like high waist and tuck it in? And I like would WhatsApp her pictures of myself and be like, like this? Is this how you wear it? shoot? You know, I was so out of... Touch, touch with, with everything. Reality, yeah. Mm. And, I mean, it was only 17 months, but, man, did that feel like a while. And only in the course of last year. See, a lot of people, like, really enjoy the newborn phase, and I, I you know. Applaud them for it. Yeah, and I, I make no. I'm happy for you. No, make no mistake. <laughs> everybody knows that I didn't really enjoy it. And as soon as, when last year, so early 2019, when the kid turned two, and then he started really communicating and becoming a person. Last year was the first time that I really enjoyed Elijah. Mm. Like really, that, the, that I was out of the forest, that I was out from the upside down. Mm. And so looking back, that's my hindsight. Mm. That's what I'm getting from it is I, I super enjoyed that journey. I felt like I came into my own. And so when you talk, when I got that voice note from you, I'm like, it's weird because you went through, you've gone through two kids now and now you're kind of back at that. And I think... As moms, there's no formula for it. No, and you, I think it's always a cycle. You'll you'll go in and out of it. Yeah, as it'll you, happen to me again mm. at some point. And and it doesn't necessarily hap- happen with a kid. But now that Jesse, I'm here now with Jesse, where you we're kind of in the same space because I feel like I'm enjoying Jess. I've got a handle on Josh, and we have our battles and our struggles. But I'm in a place where I'm starting to feel more like myself, and I'm thinking. Like, why don't I do why this I anymore? Do why yeah. don't I do that anymore? There's a little bit, there's like a teeny, teeny, tiny space for that now. Yes, it's almost like there's a little screefy in the door that's open and that light's now shining in. And I'm like, whoa, oh, hey. that's where that yeah. is. Yes. So I really, and now I'm thinking before you try, I would try not to think too much about the things that I miss because they just make me depressed. Um, when they do pop into my head, I'm just like, well, there's no time for that now. There's no way. And, and then you start having that catastrophic th- thinking. I certainly did where I was like, 
well, I guess my life is over now. That's never going to happen again. But now that I'm in this place, my hindsight is, well, I miss those things. And maybe I might not be able to do all of those things, but I do want to go and explore some of those things again because I can, if I can get a handle on things, that the day-to-day things, if I can find a small spot to introduce one of those things back into my life, I really want to. I want to make it an effort. I want to make an effort to do that. Mm. Just that sense of self to just for that to return a little bit. Yeah. You know? I mean, we did that episode, I'm a person too. Mm. And now it's like, now this is us finding a space to really give that person a bit of a hug. I'm that person. And you know what? That person used to do X, Y, and Z. And I'm going to stand up for that person. Yes. And that, I think, hindsight again shows me that. If I have a two-month-old baby in my arms, don't fight that. You're going to be pissing against the wind, right? To be... Like a salmon swimming upstream. Exactly. To be like, no, I will have my me time. I will have a nice long bath. Pick your battles. You know what, friend? No, Mm. you won't. And it's okay. Mm. There will come a time where you can again. Stop fighting so hard for that self-care if it's more of a stress to try and fit that self-care in. Exactly. Like you think in last year you want to – that's also like New Year's resolutions. Everybody's like, what's your New Year's resolutions? I don't have New Year's resolutions this year because I find myself – and it maybe, maybe it seems like I am not uh, passionate or I have no vision or drive, but I start out the year and I think this year I want to achieve X, Y, and Z. And then reality sets in and – Okay, maybe a, a, a life coach or someone would tell me that you're just procrastinating and you need to be accountable to someone and you can't keep moving the goalpost and otherwise you're never going to achieve your dreams. But I end up getting to the middle of the year and feeling like, oh shit, I'm nowhere near it. But I'm not acknowledging the million things that have happened exactly. that I have managed to achieve. Exactly. And I become so depressed about this one thing that I set out to do and I'm nowhere near it that that ends up dragging me down and then I go just nowhere. Yes. Whereas if there's nothing, I mean, I really went through a big transition in, in, and I, su- I suppose the big transition is the lack of transition in, from the 31st of December last year to the 1st of January this year. Yes. Literally that day, the 1st of January, come 12 o'clock, Ray had to get into his car from where we were on holiday and drive to the airport. And I just looked at my, my friend and said, it doesn't feel like a new year no it doesn't feels it's just another month Mm. so what is it it is just another month and i'm thinking shit there's so much i've got to do work-wise everything's got to be like up and running and um fresh and new and my basically you've got to if you're looking at work or if if you're looking at anything um the metaphor is that your desk has to be clean before you can start Mm. working and Mm. the perfect time to do that is in the new year Mm. well fuck it fuck the new year it's just another month So what's the difference really between, this is what I've really felt, what's the difference between December and January? Why is it so different from the transition that we had between October and November? The same difference there is between me being 37 on the 31st of, or the 14th, 13th of March, 14th, 13th of April, and then the 14th of April I wake up and I'm 38, and then, oh my God, what has changed since I've become 38? Your birthday happens to coincide with the new year, but like the first month of the year. That's why the pressure's always on for me to be like, how am I going to spend my 28th year 
my you know and make this it count year, my kind of thing. Third year, and it, it's I've reached a bit of a and it might change like all things change, but I've I, I'm at a point of peace mm. this year that it is just another month, and so we just keep moving forward. That's the thing; you just got to keep moving forward and, yeah. and get. Yes, there's stuff that you there's shit that you need to get done, and you will if you just don't let it get the better of you by focusing on the overwhelming task that it is and time running out. Right. So I don't think I finished this thought, but the fact that Christmas and the end of the calendar year falls over our summer holidays, whereas overseas and in, the, in a lot of the northern countries, the summer, big summer break falls at the end of the school year, June, July, August, three months of that summer break where you enjoy summer and then you go back to the school year or the work year. And, you know, if you're looking at, parent, mm. at parenting, you have your big um, summer vacation in the middle of the year mm. and then Christmas and the... F- Pressures of the festive season for moms and parents now happens still at the end of the year, but over a shorter winter break. Mm. And yes, New Year's happens then, and there are the pressures of New Year's overseas. I'm not saying that. But I but think you don't have the added pressure of we're starting school, we're everything. doing everything is a clean slate. In the Southern Hemisphere, we, everything is brand new come the 1st of January. Mm. And I think... I'm I'm feeling a lot more at peace in mm. just being like, well, fuck that shit. It's just another month. It's <laughs> yeah. just an, you just got to keep putting one foot in front of the other and move forward. Yeah. So, in parenting, um, he has a question I want us to consider. Thinking about the fact that we've gone through a whole other year, our kids have grown so much and developed so much, and then thinking about the selves we want to be and the selves that we're starting to feel resurrect suddenly. Uh, I want to ask us, will we be momming differently in 2020? And in terms of resolutions that we haven't made, have we somehow made resolutions about parenting? So parenting New Year's resolutions. Like, okay, in hindsight, this is the year with my kids that I've had. What will you be doing anything differently? Well, I like I said, I don't really have any major New Year's resolutions. There's a couple of things that I want to tick off and and focus on for myself, and obviously for my parenting. I mean, there's stuff like I want to be more present, all, all the usual stuff that you want to constantly do better at, and mm. I want to be more patient, and I want to bake more with the kids, and I, you know, you aim for those things. You have your goals. Yes, yeah. you have your goals. But for me, a, a big, and in our household, we're starting to feel this movement where, um, and it, it comes off the back of our episode where it of of I'm, I'm a person too, made me realize why I'm battling with so many different areas of my life, my relationship with my husband. Not that we're battling, but the things that we are struggling with, why we're struggling with them. It all relates back to I don't feel like a person anymore. I don't feel like I have a right as a person anymore. So this year, um, as a family and as a unit, Rhett and I are setting out to create a space for me because he has his space. He goes off and he does his bird things and he does his car things and he does his work things and that hits his re- his reset button. But he's always almost like an external party to the kids. The kids are attached to me, their mom, and I think most moms will feel this way. And I had this discussion with my psychologist and he explained to me that your children get their sense of self Until the age of five, they get their sense of self from their mother. So in their opinion, they are joined to you. You, Your body and their body is not a separate unit. You are one. 
And in their, in their psyche, they see you as part of them. That's why dad's always kind of on the peripheral. He's like periphery or however you say it. He's a cool dude and we have fun with him. But when shit goes wrong, we need mom. Yeah. And that's because where they get, that's where they get their sense of safety and their sense of self from. That's difficult to juggle as a mom because you have so much else to do with. You've got to cook, you've got to clean. And your husband helps you with that. And some households, husbands do help and others, they don't. Um, but, and however your family dynamic works, in my household, I feel like there's no space for me as a person. Like I can't even sit and have a meal. No, I keep telling Elijah, I'm not your jungle gym. Yes. Like yeah. You climb you on top of me on and you stick your time. hand in my plate. And mm. I cut avo for you for your plate and avo for me for my plate. Your avo's finished, you automatically come and eat mine rather than saying, Mommy, may I please have some more? Yes. Kind of thing. So, um, my psychologist explained that I need to create, I need to find a space where I can um, re uh, find that sense of self because they're taking, and he explained it so well. I haven't actually explained this to you. When you are pregnant with your baby, you have to take prenatal vitamins and look after yourself, not for the baby, for you. Because the baby will take from your body what, what it, it needs. needs. It yeah. takes the calcium, it takes the vitamins, it takes whatever it you needs. You need to replenish that. That's you, why we're taking those vitamins. We're taking it to replenish it so that your teeth don't fall out of your mouth and your bones don't break whilst pregnant because this little vampire is literally <laughs> sucking the life out of you. And, and you while think it's it growing. ends when they come out. No. But it doesn't. Because at least until the age of five, they get their sense of self from you. So this is a very long roundabout way that I'm taking to explain it to you but I had to give some context so right. our goal for this year is for me to regain as much as possible my sense of self and whether that means I take an hour a week to go for singing lessons because that is the former self a part of my former self that I miss or it means when I am having too much input from the children and I cannot cope anymore I signal to Rhett or whoever is with me and so letting my surrounding family, the grandparents know that this is where we're at. If I'm tapping out, they can take over and I can go find my sense of self a little bit because my, my nutrients have been drained to put that back in. So not to talk about self-care, but as a holistic approach. No, because self-care is again just a, another Just pressure, another chore. Right? I have to take care of myself. I have to take care of myself. So in... Take, and if, if baking with the kids means, and I mean, no good deed goes unpunished, you have this perfect vision of, oh, we'll bake with the kids. Mm. It's a fucking shit show, the reality. I mean, expectation versus reality with parenting is always a joke, actually. But if, if it means in that moment we make a good solid mess, and that is what I needed to feel that I have been doing well as a parent, cool, then I do that. bottom line well as much as the 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 hindsight is 2020 um 
subject line is cheese ball. <laughs> it really rings true for me in this in this instance. It's good to take a like yeah, it is a new year and we just want to carry on as if it's a it's as if it's not. Mm. But it's it's actually a good point to take stock and to Because things only make sense once you've once you been there. Mm. You can only I mean when you're stuck in it, you feel devastated and it feels difficult. But know that whatever you're stuck in now, whether it be parenting or from a personal perspective, in a year's time you are gonna look back at this and you are gonna have clarity. So as without at the risk of sounding philosophical about it, things happen for a reason. I believe that with the, every part of my being. And doesn't mean you can't feel sad or un unhappy or, or battle with it when you are battling with it. But try and find that sliver of hope to know that this is only temporary. And next year this time, I'm going to probably be a different person. I think for me, coming off the back of that, is if you're in a good space now to have the, the peace of mind to know that it, it might not last and then that's also okay, okay and that that's Everything everything comes in batches and seasons and nothing. And then also, as much as I enjoyed Elijah last year, did I really sit in that enjoyment? And I think if I'm going to make an, a New Year's parenting resolution, that would be it. Like you, you call it being more president, pres being more president. I can't be more president than I am now, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> being more present, um, I want to be even more so. You know, like we, we said how we vacationed in, or we parented it just in a different spot and that was the vacation. For the most part, yes. But as we were leaving the sea, I missed that time I had riding the waves with my boy, which he and I both really enjoyed. And I thought, I, the thought went through my mind like, did we do that enough? Mm. And I'm never going to have that same. And I, it was a little bit disappointing and that was nobody else's fault but myself, so but my own. Mm. So... Yeah, I mean, we could keep talking about this forever, but let's keep talking online yes. and, um, you know, over the over the course of the year with our listeners, you guys. How yeah. about it? I uh, We really want to chat to you and want you to chat with us about how these things are making you feel and um, how you are coping with these things or what your choices or your thoughts are. You can DM us a voice note on Instagram at The Great Equalizer Podcast or you can record one on mm -hmm. your phone and you can email it to us at thegreatequalizer.za at gmail.com. Towards the end of last year, we got so many lovely messages over um, Facebook, yes. just lots of DMs over Facebook and um, Instagram of you guys giving us your bombing at mommings and telling us when you felt shit and just knowing. And then funnily enough, like we had a few bombing at uh, bad mom moments that came through that were the same. And I managed to go, that's hilarious. Look at this. And I screenshots, obviously you're respecting anonymity and privacy like I blanked out people's names and whatever and I said another mom sent me like a very similar story you're so not you're alone. not alone yes and so please feel free ha uh, f tag us in your Instagram or your Facebook posts tag uh, at the great equalizer podcast um, and 
give the, give it the hashtag hashtag bombing at momming or if you're feeling cuck about something hashtag bad mom moment we'll be there rooting for you either way guys yeah your support is as important to us as as um friendships uh, and friends supporting each other so we really uh, uh, get so excited when we see you engaging you have no idea how much every like and love and comment and share means to us and just keeps us going and motivates us Guys, you can review us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, or on SoundCloud and leave leave a nice little note for us. Uh, we've gotten such great feedback that, that I'm super happy for. And you can also rate us on Facebook just so people know that we're there too. And on all the platforms and whichever one you prefer to listen on, remember to hit the subscribe button so that when a new episode comes out, you are reminded. And even if, if every uh, uh, episode or all the content we put out doesn't, you can't relate to it or doesn't help you, there might just be one episode that you found really helpful. Please go and rate that episode on Facebook yeah. and, and, and mention it so that other moms who might be battling the same issue can refer to that episode um, number 43 or whatever the episode number was and then they can also benefit from it basically spread the word guys yes. is what we're saying and the more we're seeing the better this podcast can do and the more we can bring you content that touches your heart and that makes you feel less alone and so that's it for this week our first episode of 2020 until next time keep, keep your, your mom game strong For more on today's show, please head on over to our website at www.thegreatequalizerza.com or catch us on Instagram at The Great Equalizer Podcast or on Facebook. If you want something a little more personal, email us at thegreatequalizer.za at gmail.com and we'll get back to you.